Hey guys, welcome to 2023 in the My Home, My Mission podcast. I am Chris, and uh, hey, we're kicking off 2023. Jordan and I were talking about uh, some of the great content that we got to deal with in this past year that uh, really deserves an encore in what we're doing. So the next five weeks, we're going to go back into the vault, and we're going to cover some dating relationship podcasts that came through uh, that we thought were just so incredible. So as you're kicking off this new rhythm for your life, as you're talking about the uh, how you make new choices and new changes uh, for 2023, if you're in the dating scene or you know someone who is, we hope this is going to be a blessing to you. It's an incredible uh, set of teachings from some great young adults who have been on our team through the intern program who talked about the subject of dating and family and uh, all of those pieces. So I don't want you to miss that. I hope you'll enjoy it. And then we're going to be back live and in studio uh, in five weeks, and we will kick off uh, and uh, pick up our 2023 programming from there. So God bless. Enjoy the messages. Welcome to the My Home, My Mission podcast, a conversation about life at the intersection of faith and family. Hey, welcome back to the My Home, My Mission podcast. I'm Chris, and I am grateful to be in studio today with my co-host, Jordan. Welcome back. And Jordan, we've got some special guests with us today. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, we have with us a couple of our summer interns that have been serving alongside us all summer long so far. Uh, we have Drew Futrell and Laura Beth Curran. Yeah. with us today. Yeah, both of them with ties to our church, but uh, Drew, um, your family, your dad's serving at another church in the community, and Laura Beth, you've been here a long time. Yep, all Good, my life. Great. Yeah, so uh, we're grateful not only for you being with us as interns, but for you taking time to be on the podcast with us today. We're talking through a series on the subject of dating, and uh, I know that uh, when I first started thinking about this with my children as they were coming of dating age and all, I just got a subscription to Tums tablets and just ate them like candy on a regular basis because I can't think of anything crazier for me uh, than that. But uh, talking with you guys about this, you've got kind of a, a neat story about how God's brought you together and how you met each other and how you've been in the dating process. So we thought, Jordan and I thought, it would be incredible to have you come and speak as a couple that are engaged now, been dating for a little bit, planning to marry in the next year, and uh, have kind of a unique story about how you came uh, to be together, and then let you kind of offer some insights uh, into the dating process. I imagine that's kind of a weird thing that people mm -hmm. go through now and again um, in this process of navigating relationships and so forth. So um, you guys are engaged. Congratulations, by the way. June 17th next year. I Thank guess you. you're planning to get married. And uh, if you want to give any wedding gifts, you can hit them up on Cash App. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but you probably could. But uh, anyway, I'm not giving away those. And I don't think that's going to be in the show notes. But uh, they're a great one. couple. But that's a great idea. We should have done that. We should have thought that through. That oh, we have a good. registry. Oh, you do have a registry. Yeah, I can give you the details. <laughs> you contact Jordan and I by email, and we'll hook you up with a registry if you want to be a part of that and so forth. So tell us a little bit about uh, about you guys and uh, how you came into a dating relationship uh, and so forth, that kind of background. So whoever wants to start. Um, so I, like they mentioned, my name's Laura Beth. Um, I'm a student at ECU. Um, I study fine arts. 
and um, we started dating when we were in high school. I'll let Drew tell a little bit more about that. That sounds like a test, Drew. Let's see what you got, man. Do it. (laughs) Well, um, my name is Drew. I'm also a student at ECU for business. And, um, well, we started dating when we were in high school. I came to Faith Christian School, not a sponsor. No, that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> not a sponsor on the podcast, but they should be. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I started going to Faith Christian School, and um, we both took notice of each other, but Laura was the more aggressive person. I wasn't looking to date at that time. So she got my number. Um, was inviting me to hang out with her a bunch. I sat with her at lunch and we just talked and got to know each other. Um, I found uh, out that she loves Jesus. It was very clear with how she lived. She knew my family before she knew me. She knew my sister. Mm -hmm. And that's why I guess she was interested in the first place because she knew my family. And through my family, she knew that I was likely also, you know, a person of integrity through my sister. Wow. Wow. So is that kind of was that kind of the deal like the pre-qualification you were working off a checklist and he checked off some of the stuff before you ever decided to hang out with him yeah pretty much he caught my eye at a um play that i was doing with his sister and then um my mom was like do i have permission to ask his dad about uh that tell his dad that you like him and like ask about it and i was like sure and so she was like said that my daughter's interested in your son and he was like oh well he he um told him that he was a Christian, that he goes to IMB, or he was goes to the Rocky Mount program. What is it IB, called? Not IB. 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 I got it. Um, program at Rocky Mount, so that means he's smart. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I invited him to a party, and here we are. Holy cow. <laughs> so what age were you guys when you started dating? Um, 16. I was 17. 16 and 17. Good. Um, so let's start there. Um, how... What at what age should somebody maybe not start dating? Like, is there a too young age for people to start dating, or is there a um, is there a perfect age? Kind of th- from your own experience. I think it's very hard to judge off of age mm-hmm. because at I've heard people say this: at sixteen, I was actually twenty five, and okay. then some people will be sixteen and they'll be thirteen. So mm-hmm. it's based more on maturity and knowing your child and well enough to know if you think that not if they can handle it because you can never handle dating when you first start it <laughs> right right but if they have good intentions with it okay say more about that that's good and Laura Beth you feel ready to jump into I think a good example of this is when we first started dating when she first decided that she was just gonna uncover it she said um what, where is this going? Are we going to date or what? When we were just talking at first. And I was like, oh, and I was caught off guard. So I called my dad, who's my main advice source. Yeah. And um, he told me that we should meet and just talk over dinner that night. So we went to Applebee's and basically he went through boundaries. He went through like how hard it's going to be to be with that person and how hard marriage is and just went through all of that and asked me if I thought I was ready. And I said, yes, I think I'm ready. And that was the moment he knew that I was not ready. Because you thought you were. Because I thought I was. <laughs> but he he did discuss it with me and knew that I was looking to date for marriage. Hmm. I, I wasn't dating. A lot of people date socially. Mm-hmm. You ha- So you can have a boyfriend. It's like, you know, they're a friend and they're close and 
they're just your boyfriend and you're together all the time and that's that's not what it's for dating is a modern way of courting towards marriage that's interesting yeah not an unusual statement we find in jesus circles but i imagine floating around ecu campus you would find that's not the general consensus of Mm -hmm. philosophy no, sir. For dating. <laughs> no. um, in regards to age, though, um, I will say from my um, experience and my parents' um, mm-hmm. standards, we weren't allowed to date until we were 16 okay. at my house. Um, now, that mainly being the reason that you can't actually take anybody on a date if you cannot drive. Well, there's, there's some <laughs> Unless truth your in parent that. drops you off. So if you, um, if you go by those rules... Um, those minimum would be like 16. Okay, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah, uh, so Jody and I, we started dating when our parents dropped us off. So we would get dropped mm-hmm. off at a third place mm-hmm. uh, skating rink because that's back when roller skating was amazing. And, uh, you know, back in the 1900s, dinosaurs were on the earth and Chris was on roller skates. But anyway, <laughs> the um, uh, but we would get dropped off for those kind of things. So I get you um, from that standpoint. Now, you said that was a rule in your house. So mm-hmm. you're, you're not an only child. Child, so your parents kind of maybe learned this through uh, other siblings. Yes, I have two older brothers. Okay, who both dated before I did. So all right, so they kind of broke the parents in and everything. Did you have like a set of rules or or standards? I mean, how did your parents kind of set you up for the idea of dating? So um, a lot of the things that influenced me in dating, um, my. Um, middle brother had a relationship for about four years um, and while he was partially in high school and partially in college. Mm-hmm. And so some of those um, times when he was dating that specific girl, um, I was in those years where I was trying to figure out what that is and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of what that ended up being is like he was the person who modeled what dating looks like. Wow. Okay. Um and so that's really important for people who have um, older siblings and younger siblings um, because your younger siblings are going to watch you, especially if I'm the only girl. So what yeah. I watched is I watched his girlfriend. Um, and so that's really important is because that if I don't have I didn't have a sister. So who was my new sister? His girlfriend. There you <laughs> go. That's pretty so, cool. So um, for that, that, that was super important for me. Um, some other like guidelines, I guess, that my parents figured out from, um, I guess, previous mm-hmm. um, dating relationships with my brothers was um, they always had the rule that if you are the guy, you are going to formally ask the dad um, for permission to date his daughter. Mm. So every time my brothers were interested in a um, female, um, they had to go and ask the dad for permission to date their daughter. And That'll so, verify intentions right yes, up front. Yes, so that yeah. was the standard for everyone mm-hmm. who um, was interested in me. Um, and so Drew had to do that as well. Even though she was the one who asked me. She was the pursuer. Did we she? had to reverse it, and I asked her dad, and then I had to formally ask her as well. What was yes. that like? I've got to hear this. <laughs> Meeting with her dad? Yeah. Um, yeah. Asking um, for her hand in dating, I guess, is not even a thing, but... We'll oh, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's becoming a thing. It's Purnell's a thing. taking notes, man. We're going to do it. It's going to be good. It was very simple. He asked me questions about my intentions. Mm-hmm. He made sure that my intentions were towards marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and that was it. He said, I know you. I know your family. And then he talked to me about college sports for a little bit to see where my allegiances lined up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's incredible. Get all the important See, questions in. I, yes. Family, Jesus, Clemson football. See, that's amazing thing. Uh, maybe well, not Clemson. NC State for him. NC yeah. State. Yeah. Okay. All Which right. he ended up having um, a kid that went to State, a kid that went to Carolina, and now a kid that goes to ECU. So man, he's covered, covered the, all the gamut. Bases. Man, yeah. that's incredible. Wow. Wow. Man, that's pretty... Uh, interesting story. All right, now, if you don't want to answer this, because I'm sure among our millions of listeners, or all three of them, uh, that your your parents probably are not on our podcast, uh, but they may be. So uh, what are some things that your parents did that you look back on it now and you think, man, our parents got it right? And then maybe, if you want to, what are some places where maybe your parents didn't necessarily get it right, but you survived anyway? Um, so for me personally, my mom um, was super or and is super important for me in um, the dating realm because she's always been extremely open with mm. things. And so she's always made it very clear that anything that I'm struggling with, I can always come to her. Mm. And as long as we have a mutual trust, um, then we're going to be okay. Um, so that was the most important thing for me because whenever I didn't know what the heck was going on. (laughs) I could always come and talk to her about it. Um, Also having that with my brothers as well was super important because it's, it's really nice to have a guy's perspective. So they were super um, influential on me. They're three and five years older than me. So um, they kind of had been there, done that somewhat, um, at least for the first dating relationship. So. Wow. What about you, Drew? Well, my situation with my parents was a lot harder because I'm the oldest, so I'm yeah. their, their first go at it with dating. Let, as, as an oldest, let me just apologize to you on behalf of parents everywhere for what you <laughs> endured as an oldest child, okay, because you're the test case, so yes. I get it, yeah. I will say one thing, looking at how they are now with us dating mm-hmm. and how they were at the beginning. I really appreciate how well they've listened and tried their best to improve what they've done. Mm. And my younger siblings are going to appreciate it a lot as well. Yeah, man, that's good that they've, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm tempted now to go ask my children that exact same question and go, okay, what did we do well? And what did we do not so well? So I imagine there are parents listening here who maybe are on both sides of that spectrum or are nervous about both sides of the spectrum. So um, if you were going to give parents tips, they've got uh, they've got kids in their lives that are coming up on dating. So they're maybe in the early teen years or mid middle teen years uh, coming up on there. What would you say to them by way of uh, maybe uh, tips or uh, advice that you'd give them how they could be um, uh, how they could do this well. This tip goes both ways. It's a good tip for. Um, young adults, teenagers that are going into dating for the first time and for parents that have Hmm. um, young adults that are dating for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, We're both trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I know at first I would treat my parents like they they didn't know what they were doing. They they didn't. Neither did I. But like (laughs) I was you know, trying to figure out this whole dating thing. And they were trying to figure out this whole dating thing. And I never really went places other than home Mm -hmm. before I started dating. And so I would, my time was stretched thinner and they weren't used to that. Um, And, you know, it's just, it got messy where 
they wanted me to be home times and I'd already committed to be mm. at Laura's house or yeah. on a date with Laura. And we both had to learn communication more than anything. Yeah. Well, that's good. A little bit of grace has to be shown both ways, too. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, what about you, Laura? Um, for me, um, some of the things that I would suggest is really making sure you have like that open relationship with somebody. Um, and I think most of the time it's going to be with a guy with his dad and a mom with her um, yeah. daughter. Um, and so just making sure that they know that they can come with you for anything, even if they mess up in their dating relationship. Mm. Um, and knowing that like you're always going to have like a grace and forgiveness for yeah. them. Um, so they don't feel like they have to hide anything wow, from you. Wow, that's a good word. Um, Somebody then, should write that down. That's a really good <laughs> word. And then the other thing that I have is a little bit more onto like what he's talking about is um, when when you start dating, there's um, more, there's different responsibilities that your kids now have uh, to other people. Um whether they be like small things, but they have their schedule is going to be stretched in mm. different ways than it is before. And um, my parents would always, if they expected anything from me, like for me to be home that night, or if they expected me, um, like for be home for dinner, or if they expected me to do something, they'd always have the courtesy of asking me if I was free um, to do it. And so that was really that that felt really good for me as like an older high school student to know that my parents. Um, thought that I could keep up with my schedule for one and wow. that they trusted me to know, okay, like she's becoming an adult. So we have to treat her as though she has responsibility in those things. Um, and so they would always ask me if they had expectations, they would say, are you free to do, to do this? And then I would know, okay, they want me to do this. Yes, I'm free. And then we would both be on mutual expectations of what um, was required. Yeah. You were you were talking earlier, Laura Beth, about the relationship you had with your mom uh, mm -hmm. and still have, of course. But we, we've talked before on this podcast about that trust and openness that you were talking about. And I, I don't want to assume maybe maybe somebody that's listening today, um, they may be in a place where they're asking the question, well, how do I get that openness? How do I gain that trust? Because um very few parents, I think, have that trust and that openness with their teenager. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to a parent listening right now that's that's asking that question? I wonder what I wonder what Laura Beth's mom did to be able to gain that trust with Laura Beth as a mm -hmm. teenager. Mm -hmm. What would you say? What are some things that that they can do to to help gain that? So two things that my mom did that really started to build the trust for us um, was whatever I was interested in, she was interested in. Um, so like if I wanted, like if we were, we would go shopping together because I really like to go shopping. And I mean, it worked out well for us that some of our interests are the same interest. But if they're not for your like teenage girl, then maybe make them for a little bit. Yep. Be friends with, be friends with them when they're starting to become an adult. That's really important. Um, and then... And it'll also make the transition from high school, college, mm -hmm. to even being like um, being engaged and getting married um, a whole lot easier if you're friends with them. Um, and it's easier to listen to somebody's advice that you're a friend of. That's good. Um, and then the other thing that she did is she was open about her past experiences. Um, some things that she's told me that probably were hard for her to tell or to open up about, she mm -hmm. told me. And that 
knowing that she had that trust in me to share some of her secrets or some of her things that she went through as a teenager really helped me have trust in her to share some things like that to her. Man, that's so good. That's that's so true. And and we've talked before about the reactions, you know, that parents have in situations mm-hmm. when you get into the the dating world and uh you may as a parent have already gone through this as a uh, you that are listening may have gone through a time where your teenager comes home and you find out something mm-hmm. that's shocking to yep. you in the midst of a dating relationship that that reaction we've got to think about what that reaction is going to look like before it comes or we're going to lose that trust automatically um, how do we maintain a balance between discipline and reaction and loving our child at the same time those are tough things but they're things that we've got to think through and um and wow what a what an important truth for beth to to maintain that trust yeah hey uh we may actually extend this and and do another episode with you guys but before we break off i want to ask drew kind of that same question because you mentioned your dad as you know that person that you reached out to when you're thinking about dating that's kind of a from as a dad's perspective, a dad of sons, uh, man, that's a high honor for a dad. How did you and your dad? What did he do to help develop the relationship that you were comfortable reaching out to him uh, and valuing what he said um, as you were considering getting into a dating relationship? How did he cultivate that? Well, he hasn't led me wrong in the past when it comes to serious advice like that. Um, we are a lot alike, which means we sometimes don't get along at all. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it is a weird dynamic cause I would, I trust him so much. I mean, he's the first person I go to, to talk, to talk about stuff like that, had a philosophy class and I know he knows stuff about that as a pastor. So he's the first person I would call right after class to talk to about that kind of stuff. Um, I think I think like Laura said, we were friends. We we related a lot of ways because we're so much alike. Mm-hmm. And so we just naturally got along. I don't know. Um, I know I wasn't very proactive as a teenager and in getting close with him. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was around. He was present, which is a big deal. Wow. I hear present and consistency is two big pieces. So that's good. Yeah. And I mean, I just I just knew he had it had my back. There are times at school where things would go wrong with the teacher, with the principal that weren't my fault and I was put put in harm's way in some specific situations where like I was in trouble for something that wasn't my fault and he always had my back. So I knew because he had my back that I could trust him. And when I told him that I didn't do anything, he was like, Okay, I believe you. I wow. know you and he trusted me as well. And that's so good. So good. Hey, I know our listeners are blessed by this. I'm going to ask you guys to hang around and do another episode with us uh, that will air the following week uh, behind this. We're not going to, no smoke and mirrors. We're not disappearing and coming back a week later. We're going to do this right behind it because I want to delve into a couple more pieces about that because I think uh, if you're a mom and dad listening out here right now, what you're hearing solid gold from folks that have just walked through this and how you can develop a better plan of credibility and approach to helping your kids navigate what can be one of the most anxiety-ridden, difficult times of navigating relationships. So uh, we're going to do that. And Jordan, you got any final thoughts before we sign off today? Oh, I'm excited about 
hearing some more from them. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. So, hey, listen, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If uh, you got feedback, hit us up on the contact information that follows, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining us for the My Home, My Mission podcast. If today's episode was helpful to you, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to contact Chris or Jordan, email us at home at inglewoodbaptist.com.